Welcome, everybody, and welcome to see them from the road. Tonight's episode is brought to you by JDBT Custom Hats out of Stutler, Alberta. Sam, how are you, man? Good. How are you tonight? I'm pretty good. Steven, how are you, brother? Hey, I'm all right. There you go. So what do you boys figure tonight? Oh, you know. Calvin, how's it going, brother? Oh, pretty good. Back at her again tonight, I see. Yeah, finally good service and maybe not as influenced as the other night, kind of. Might have had a few too many barley sandwiches the other night. Okay, well, hopefully my service holds out tonight. It's clear. The weather's cleared off a little bit, so maybe I'll be able to hang in here. If not, if I lose you guys, I'll bail in my truck and run for service. Sounds good, brother. Sounds good. So what's new and fucking exciting? Oh, you know, just put the run on a big old muley doe today trying to get her neck, but didn't quite pan out. Oh, there you go. All these southern boys had stories are open, cool shit. I figured I'd add one to the mix, but my fucking cows bailed off on me before I could get her roped, so I had to go back to work. Yeah, that 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 is a problem. I have that same problem too. Don't feel bad. I just say I have the same problem. I'll add, I'm sick and tired of snowflakes. Yes, I agree. I will concur with that 100%. You boys can keep them. It was a balmy 13 degrees here today. Dude, that's fucking warm. It was fucking minus two here all day today. So fuck We've off. had a beautiful fall. Like last fall when I was up here at this time, we were getting snow. But we've had a beautiful fall so far this year. Oh, fuck that. I was speaking of different kind of snowflakes. I had 75 all day. I was gonna say I had 87. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> hey, you know what the worst part about it is? It's 65 degrees right now. Dude, it's like minus three here right now, so you can so just minus fuck off three, with that shit. So minus three would be like 28 degrees Amer- like in America. Yeah, I'd be sitting. Just shy of 50 degrees American right now at the sundown. Yeah, I'm at 55. Man. I hate you, you all. Guys, you, you guys just make it sound bad. It is bad. You just got to get out of Manitoba, man. Yeah, Manitoba is a shithole. I'm not going to lie. It's a fucking shithole. Dude, I went I to college with a kid from Manitoba. Manitoba. I went to college with a kid from Manitoba. And when he came down here, it was like wintertime. And we're all freezing our nuts off because this isn't even fucking cold. Yeah. He goes, you haven't seen winter until you get up around there. And I was like, ah, oh, whatever. And then his dad was sending us pictures. I was like, oh, fuck that. You guys can keep it. That's like when I went to North Dakota up on the Canadian border there by a little town called Cope. And that was the coldest. The coldest. I've ever been in my life. 
Yeah, they get some of the coldest weather up here. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, we yeah, had... fucking retarded. We had minus 40 to minus 50 up here last winter for, like, three weeks. And I was talking to buddies in Manitoba, and they were out ice fishing. That's what... Cut Bank, Montana... I can't remember. I want to say it was in the 80s. Had negative 79 degrees. And it wasn't even with a wind chill. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Fuck that. That's yeah. Why do you think I came down Nevada? Everybody else is still up in Montana thinking they're having a grand old time. Well, how cold, like, how cold does it get in Nevada? Like, deepest, darkest, coldest day of winter. How cold are you guys? Oh, dude, it, it, it'll get, it'll drop. When I was in Nevada the first time, it was, there was few days, not like, we're not talking months and months on end like Montana or North, North Dakota. But there's a couple of days where you get like negative 15, negative 20. <laughs> like, so that's like negative like, I'm, talking literally, I'm talking literally a day or two, but usually it's, from what I've seen, it's a little bit warmer than that. See, that's where I'm at. I think the coldest I've ever seen it here is like maybe 25 below. Yeah. And that's only for like three days. And then you're like maybe negative two. Yeah. <laughs> You know, boys, yeah. you guys probably don't even have to buy long johns. Oh, fuck no, that, bro. With the wind. The wind gets you. Oh, yeah, like, we get wind up here, too. Like, when I was working at that outfit that Brandon's at now, like, last winter, we had, like, just shy of a month of minus 40, pushing minus 50 with the wind chill. Like, it was fucking cold. Like, you'd have the heater on full in the tractor feeding. It was, like, just pushing zero in the cab. And you guys are trying to cabin that? Yeah, yeah, we're fucking retarded. No, we, well, <laughs> but we calved April, May. We started like the 10th of May. We woke up, I think it was the 8th or 9th of May to 19 inches of snow. What the fuck are you guys even talking about? You guys are like calf. That's like up there in the Dillon, Montana and like Salmon, Idaho. Them guys have January, February, March, and they're like, Oh, yeah, it's just a nice, hot, and balmy negative 20 degrees. You're like, Dude, well, where I was last winter. That? We woke up to like two feet of snow. Where well, I we was last winter. It was fucking cabin. Yeah. We were, I was running nights, and I was cabin, and the thermometer outside the cabin barn was reading minus 55. And this is fucking January, and we're full swing. Everything's fucking cabin. Yeah, they must have had a hell of a calving barn. Because oh, there's no did. fucking like, cabin bitches outside. We could fit 150 cows in the calving barn. Like, it was fucking, yeah. Yeah. Back home, we're fucking calving January. Like, purebred guys, like, herds, like, seed stock guys. And they've got, like, cameras set up and shit. Because if they have a calf in January, if they don't get that thing into the barn, it's dead in 20 minutes. We, uh, when I was younger... There was a guy, he came from California up around that salmon, Idaho, bought a big ranch. He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to calve cows, and we're going to start, like, 1st of January, start calving cows. He AI'd a bunch of these dirty broads, right? Uh-huh. And we asked him, well, why the hell are you wanting a calf right now? It's snowing, it's cold, it's dirty. And he goes, oh, yeah, but the snow is so peaceful. Think of the pictures we can get. And I'm like, think of your death loss, you dumb bastard. 
Well, and the thing about it, the calves never flip and grow either till freaking May or June. So you might as well have them in freaking April. And well, May. not only that, so this idiot's walking around out there taking pictures. And okay, yeah, it made some cool pictures. And then when, you know, spring came, and goes, well, what happened to their ears? They fucking froze. Dude, you dude. didn't want to spend money on straw. You didn't want to build a barn. You didn't want to give us anything. What do you there, think happened? There's. They're kind of in the central north Montana. And he got some, no offense, no offense to the northern boys right now, but he got some idea from these Canadian guys that he would buy calf ear, like, like, whatever you call them, like, for their ears. And he, we had to stick all the freaking calves for like three days. Well, what happens after like, a week when you're having like 70 head of calves a day, you don't get back to them pretty quick, right? So we had to rope them all to get their like calf earmuffs off. That is retarded. <laughs> Dude, and he was sitting there like, you know, and I'm going to say this. There's a, there's a fine line of the stress-free handling. And he was so, we can't, we can't yell at her free here we can't we can't do this free and i'm looking like oh yeah now we got like 300 head of calves to go rope with these earmuffs like that was yeah it's it's a fucking shit show up here once winter hits i think it's a shit show anywhere when winter hits yeah pretty much you know those guys that always go into Arizona and Texas just rope all winter long? I think they're the only ones that haven't made. Yeah, yeah, I think they're kind of on to something. Someday when I grow up, I'm going to do that too. Yeah, you're probably never growing up. I hate to burst your bubble, but probably growing <laughs> up is not in our fucking cards. <laughs> no, man. I don't know. I, I watched a video. I'm not going to lie. I watched a video. It makes me want to go back down to Texas this winter. And these guys were like straight up. I'll share the video to you guys. But when I say slaughtering, like slaughtering pigs, and it makes me want to go back down. Cause I don't Is that have... that Lone Star Boars? Uh, the wild ones? Yeah, where they're just like driving around in a side by side, just fucking shooting anything that moves. No, they had so on this video they had uh kind of like either a jeep or truck, and they literally had like fully automatic AR-15s, and they were. It's been like part of the military. They had some infrared. They got pretty stuff that you would need like an XL3 for and they were dog slot like I'm talking slaughtering pigs and they would get have like you seen, you seen the video of them doing that out of helicopters yeah, yeah. I want to do that Nugent, that's what but, on my bucket list but we're talking this was cooler than what Ted Nugent could do these guys were flat with like I'm talking fully auto machine guns wiping pigs out and had no shits to get running them over. I'll send you guys the videos and then you can see what I'm talking about. But I've never seen a pig hunt that gruesome before. 
and it made me. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Oh, I'm talking like fully automatic rifles, like just slaughtering pigs. I'm down. Yeah, me too. Sign me up. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know about the helicopter, helicopter part because <laughs> my dumb ass will fall out of it, probably. See, I'd get too excited and I'd get blazed away and I'd end, I'd end up shooting the hole in the fucking floor of the helicopter and crashing the thing. <laughs> oh, you, you couldn't. You couldn't with it. Okay, I'm going to send it to Sam. Man, there's a lot of Sam's in my messenger. Okay, I sent it to you, Sam. And Tuffy, I'm going to send it to you. Okay, I'll watch it when we get done. Yeah, you you should watch it like right now. Right yeah, but now. if I watch it right now, it cancels out the podcast, so that really can't happen. I'm watching it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, Tuffy. It's that cool. <laughs> okay, there we go. I'll take your word for it. I'll watch it when we're done, brother. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. This is pretty badass. <laughs> Are you watching it, Sam? I am. It's terrible, dude. I wait till he gets Brandon and Calvin are just like, hey, we're here. I tell you what, uh, I'll I'll take a break from roping shit long enough to go do this. <laughs> I, I just for one night, like, doesn't that I mean they're straight up slaughtering them. You know what though? <laughs> I don't think they're gonna let me on there. I don't think they would ever let me do that because one, they're probably all like correct. You know, you can't have a drink or two and let's all face it. Like you're not going to have just one or two drinks. You're probably going to get shit faced and go do it. Sam, they're in Texas. Guaranteed they were drunk before they even got to the field. Dude, that is Mormons in Texas too. Uh, More Mennonites, but... (laughs) But watch, watch towards the end when they get all the pigs in a corner of the fence. It just gets kind of weird. <laughs> that gets kind of weird. So I will have to say this on the day. And I'm pretty sure anybody that's probably cowboyed a little bit. You rope enough that your hand gets a little raw and you got to put a pussy mitt on your glove, on your hand. That kind of happened today. I've been there. I had to put a pussy mitt on because I roasted it. Yeah, I've been there. Don't feel bad. And the bad thing is, is when it happened... I totally knew better, and I still fucking did it anyways. So when I was having fucking supper, I was eating supper, having a few drinks, scrolling through old fucking glorious Facebook there. And, you know, I think Facebook is the worst thing for the cowboy fucking world. Yeah, I would agree. Like, 
you, you see some cool shit on Facebook. You see some cool saddles and some cool gear and some guys throwing some cool shots and everything like that. But 90% of the shit you see on Facebook is just fucking fake. It just baffles me. Like guys giving their resume out, telling telling what they want a ranch to hire them for. This is what I want in a ranch. Dude, you're applying for a fucking job. Who's hiring who here? Well, and that's just it. And I've, I've had a little bit of an experience on this one. I've had, like, some people come in here with, like, a six-page resume, and you're like, oh, God, this guy's handier than hell. And then they come work for you, and they can barely saddle their own horse, and then in the rare chance to actually catch something, they stare at their saddle horn, and they don't know what the fuck to do with it. And it's oh, like, exactly, oh, right? okay, so let's go look the Western Horsemen again and bring up some fake names. Well, I think well, the, other the thing is, too, like, about... I'm and... not going to name names or anything, but you see this guy's fucking resume, and his he's looking for another job, like, every fucking five to six months. You see him looking for another job, and it's like, you're obviously not that handy or not that good, because every how many months you're looking for a new fucking job. going to catch on to it on it and keep doing it oh, know, like, exactly. dude, people fucking... realize what you're doing oh exactly and I think anymore is you got a lot of kids out there that mom and dad did everything for them and never taught them how to work and then one day they're like I want to be a fucking cowboy and they don't know what kind of commitment and work and bullshit you gotta do to you know be there oh I think you know this isn't this isn't something that you're just decide one day I mean some guys can decide oh one day I want to do this and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get there and then go through the ringer to get there and they make it but most of the people that go oh I want to do this you know they're not gonna fucking make it No, you know those guys that decide that they're gonna do it, and they, they, they make it. They turn out to be pretty good hands, and they turn out to be people you can really, you know, count on and trust. But it's not an easy fucking road, and I think that's where a lot of people get messed up because a lot of people think it is. You know, they think of a, you know, they've watched too many bad westerns. You know, you you wake up early in the morning and you go riding, you ride off into the sunset, and that's not how it is. No. Any damn sure don't cowboy to get rich. Oh, God, no. Well, I think we were kind of talking about this the other night. And, Sam, you'd said, like, you can read whether they're a hand or full of shit in 30 seconds by just looking at their gear. So what are you looking for? Like, are you looking for, like, you know, fancy custom gear, well-worn gear? Like, what are you looking at when you look at that? You can tell by the use. You know what I mean? Like, you look at somebody and their tack comes in there, you know, and like, at least for me down here, like, you can tell a lot by the rope the guy has put on his saddle, how he has it put on his saddle, the wear on the saddle, you know, are his fenders all kicked out or is he keeping his fenders nice and tight, you know? Is his rig fair, you know, oiled up and 
ready to go or is it dry and cracked out? Did he get it from his grandpa? You know what I mean, though? There's like yeah. a big variety there, and you can tell a lot by a guy. Okay. Just, just off of that of like, uh, it's almost like how he carries himself. Does he right. act like a know-it-all jackass or, you know, is he pretty humble and just, hey, I'm here to do my job and here to learn what I don't know. Right. Okay, you know, that you get sense. some of those guys that they come walking in with their big old jingle bob spurs and they got a <laughs> brand new custom saddle and, you know, there's no sweat marks, no nothing on it. Right. Or, you know, you get those guys that they come in here and, yeah, they went out and they probably went to the local feed store and bought an old used saddle on consignment, you know. So, yeah, it looks like it's worn and everything, but their rope's tied on there and it's hanging clear down to their knees. Like, clearly, they, they've they never had, you know, done it. I don't know if that makes any sense or not. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I was just wondering, like, what you were looking at when you said that. But, yeah, that makes sense. Just, like, if his gear's been used but is still wake, well taken care of or not. Yeah. Something that's used and taken care of, you know, the guy's probably been around the block or at least been on a few outfits but gear that has never been taken care of telltale sign that the guy doesn't care either right like if you can't take pride in your gear how are you gonna take pride in your job yeah 100 percent. and there's nothing worse than working with a guy that is a fake no that's the biggest slap in the face to hire a guy on that's a fake You know, I'd rather them just be honest, like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll try my yeah, best. Yeah, you're going to get guys... farther on an outfit hiring on to say, you know, hiring on to an outfit and going, hey, I want to learn, but I don't know. Teach me. Yeah. You know, you're going to get more respect from the guys that way than hiring on and being going, oh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. You know, I had a guy tell me here at this job I'm at, he said, the day you tell me you know, is they be, you become completely worthless. Okay. Because if you already know, then why am I having to remind you to do it? Right. And I, and at first I'm like, oh, shit, like, what a hard ass. But then I started, like, getting to work in with him and everything, and it made sense to me. Like, if you know, then why are you being told? Like, yeah. You know, that kid that's always, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. Well, then why are you fucking lost? Or why are you doing it wrong? If you're always the I know guy, then do it. Yeah. Yeah, and we've all been there where the boss asks you something, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know. And then you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. But there's maybe I'm kind of lost. You got to do the, like, you hang your head of shame, like, oh, shit. And then you got to, like, tell him, okay, maybe I didn't know. Yeah. But there's a difference, too, is, <laughs> you know, those guys, they'll come to you and be like, okay, I screwed up. Maybe I don't know. Versus the guys that will try and play it off, like, yeah, hopefully he doesn't catch that. Oh, exactly. You know, that's like uh you get around someone, they're like, oh, yeah, I rope all the time. I'm really good at it. I'm really good at it. And then you watch them rope, and the first thing they do is stare at their saddle horn. 
as they dally. And I'm like, dude, that saddle horn is in the same spot regardless. Yeah, it's just like your dick. It doesn't fucking move. No, you should know where that's at at all times. Yeah. Yeah, when you when you go to the pen, there should be no looking down. It should be looking at whatever's going on, at what you got roped, where you're going, everything else, but your fucking horn. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'll tell you what, this fucking beer tastes pretty good. Yeah, them few whiskeys I had with supper taste really good. Dude, that's where I'm at. I'm on the whiskey tonight. A little black velvet. Some water. I, I literally like just got off fucking work and signed on to this fucking thing. How What's your beer of choice, buddy? What's that? What's the oh. beer of choice? There's two different questions getting asked. Which one's first? Okay, go with Sam. What's your beer of choice up around there? Well, I fucking hate beer, but I happen to have Bud Light in my fucking fridge, so I'm drinking it. This in a can. Like it. Well, if I tie onto the fucking whiskey, you can ask Kevin and fucking be drunk, and then I'm going to wake up in the morning, and I'm not going to be in a good mood till about fucking <laughs> If I'm going to drink beer, I like Coors or Yeah. I'll second that one. See, like, I don't know. I like fucking Corona and Lime, but it's got to be fucking hot out. It's got to be fucking hot outside, and that beer's got to be cold. Yeah. One thing I like about beer is I only drink two of the cunts, and I feel fucking full, so I don't drink anymore. <laughs> Which I don't fucking do with whiskey. I'll sit there and drink it until there's none left, and then I'll fucking be drunk and might phone some people, and then I'll go to bed. <laughs> you're not phoning the goat you know you? <laughs> no and I'm, I'm over that one I'm not near as desperate oh, that's good. That's good. Just, just clarifying just, just clarifying I was a little I was a, at that time I was a little nervous <laughs> well it's understandable fuck today was gay yeah, today sucked here too, so don't feel bad. Yeah, it wasn't any better here. Yeah, I gather in those L's is a fucking bitch, but... Did you guys get them all up the hill or what? Yep. Nice. Yeah, I fucking world fucking Roscoe out, though, I tell ya. What'd that fucker think when he seen all them wildies come running? He didn't really know what to think, fucking... Trinice had a bronc ride today. Meg had a bronc ride today. Who bucked on Meg? Meg was riding Luna, that big black mare. How'd that go? Oh, good. Meg just fucking disengaged her hindquarters and whipped her ass. It was good. And then fuck, fucking Scott, Scott's team pin and buddy there. Fuck. What's his fucking name? He came and helped us brand at Meg. Not Brian. Oh, Cam, that big guy. Yeah, fat guy. Hell, Scott threw him on that little sorrel mare with the flax mane and tail. Yeah. And that fucking bitch started bucking, so I I just switched out horses, so I was on Rudy. And I just run that fucker down and run him right into the head of that bitch and stopped her. Because he was fucking, that fat cunt was going to fall off and it was going to hurt. 
<laughs> yeah, Cam can't stick shit. Cam ain't no fucking cowboy. He might be a farmer, cow farmer, but he ain't no cowboy. <laughs> cow farmer. Mm. That was a fucking long day. Is that that client horse of Trenise's that bucked on her? That was Newt. Oh, that fucking old dickhead. Yeah, well, like, we just hit trot, and I forgot that I was the only one on anything broke. So I fucking started trotting off, and next thing you know, Meg is fucking having a little bit of trouble, Trenise is having some troubles, and Buddy's having some troubles. I was like, well, Trenise and Meg are handy, so I'm going to go help fucking Buddy. So I swatted fucking old Rudy in the dink in the way we went. Fuck you guys! It's I fucking leave, and three weeks later, everybody's been putting on bronchites. What the fuck? Yeah, it's been all right. Nobody's bucked off yet, though. Fuck! I left because we were doing boring farmer shit, and then it gets downright fucking interesting. Yeah. Well, today was fucking interesting. Well, that's always how it works. Well, don't feel bad, Brandon. I tried roping a deer off preacher today. Did you get roped? Fucking, well, I was moving these, like, three fucking dog-fighting, bush-hunting cunts, and I took off after this muley doe, and then all my fucking cows fucked off, and they got on the road on me, so I had to pull off the deer and go chase my fucking cows. Oh. Pussy. Well, I had that. And Preacher was even fucking tracking, which is the first time he's ever... But there's fucking logging trucks howling up and down that fucking road, and I didn't want any getting hit, any cows getting hit, so I fucked back off to do my job. Yeah, that's probably handy. I don't think bosses really like when cows get hit on the road. Well, no, especially ranch owners up here right now. Like, it would have been bad seeing me with a fucking deer tied down the middle of the field in this fucking road when he's the ranch owner's driving around up here. I don't think the manager would care too much, but the, the owner might get a little excited. Yeah, owners always get a little bit excited. And they're usually the ones that don't know what's, what's going do. on. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. They're always, you know. <laughs> I'm back. Oh, fuck, here he is. He's back. I thought he was gone, but here he time, found his Steve. way back on. Shit. Well, didn't you get my text, Tuffy? No, I never got any text from you yet. Oh, sure, sure. That's what I would say, too. I got something like you were out, but... Yeah, it says, sorry, but this recording is already at maximum number of participants. You can record your own segment, though. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so I made my own segment and posted it to our group. Oh, that's fucking dangerous. <laughs> you won't like have myself, but it's all right. Yeah, I don't think anybody will like the conversation you had with yourself. That everybody's gonna need therapy now. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As long as it was G-rated, we're all right. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was kind of. A way different roundabout way. <laughs> oh, so what did everybody get up to this weekend? I got, I got, I got this uh, little bread room that I'm gonna look at. That, that, is that the is that the horse that was on the group chat there? 
Was there a red rum? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That's well, kind of yeah. a good oh, looking like burger. Nice little mare. What was Buddy's fucking text this it morning? Is. When I fucking posted my two horses saddled there, and then Buddy goes, I'd hump you. I was like, what the fuck? Did you guys see that? No, I, I didn't. I, I didn't uh, catch that. Yeah, I didn't catch it either. Cause I was busy working, so I didn't have a phone. Oh, I see. Yeah, I never got that far. How does a fella get in this here group chat? Because this sounds interesting. It's oh. a select few. It's first. Yeah. Like... Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I'll I'll back off on that one. Hey, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. We only allow people who don't don't put cat's ass in the wire. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I've seen another one of them things the other day, too. Fuck you, I only ever put one of those things in there, and you lost your shit. So, fuck (laughs) you. I was gonna... So, the uh, I had to go... We were riding, and there was a little bit of fence that needed to be tightened. And I was like, I'm gonna put this on the group chat just for Brandon. And I went to put the cat's ass in it. Freaking broke the wire. I was so pissed. I had to fix it even more. (laughs) So it's like, this will be funny because, you know, of our ongoing joke about Cat's Ass Cavin and how Brandon is so bad. Like, this is going to agitate Brandon all day to do this. It didn't work. (laughs) P.F. Splice all the way. I fucking hate that shit so much. There's nothing worse than going along and picking the fence and that shit. Oh, that's I hate it. Or what's even worse is when you're like riding fence and you get to a T post and somebody crimps wire like to tighten it, but then takes another piece of wire to the other side, if that makes it okay. Like it's straight, does this L but that L takes another piece of wire inside the T post. Kind of like a double clip to tighten it. Yeah, that yeah. would be a dick move. I see those assholes in the fence, and I just want to slap the hell out of whoever put it there. I would like to know who laziness out of a bee came up with that idea. Like, what? Make a little nipple. It's going to be good. I can tell you who did it a fucking farmer. Yeah, oh, I, was I second that. I was, then I'd bear back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a farmer move. Not gonna lie, <laughs> and a big one. <laughs> if you're fencing with the guy and they do that, that tells you everything you need to know about that person. If I was fencing with the guy and he did that. My fence implies my bounce off his forehead. See, see, Kevin, I was a lot nicer to you than what these guys would have been. Well, now I know you. You're passing on your wisdom, Brandon. <laughs> won't beat me up with his fencing players. <laughs> you put one cat's ass. That's and you do it one again. I will watch Sam beat the hell out of you with fencing players. I'm just saying. Sam, am I not right? 
no, you were right. Like I said, nice comment. But yes, I will bean someone in the head with fence and pliers if I ever see that again. <laughs> I hate that shit, man. And it never fails. That's exactly where it breaks. Every, Every time. time. Every. Like, dude, if you're going to take that much time to twist an asshole in the fence, why don't you just fix it right? I got a question. Have you ever done that, like, I think it's called, like, a Texas twist or something like that, where you stretch your wire, you kind of have it in, like, this loop form. You put your wire on one side, wrap it really tight, and then go to the other side and wrap it really tight and let go of your fence stretchers. It still has that, like, little whoop-de-doo in it. Have you ever – do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. I'm going to post it on the group. I don't think I've seen that one. I'm going to post it on the group and then send it to you guys, and then we can have another discussion about Because that is the second most retarded way of fixing fence. See, I just like to get to where I'm not fucking fixing fence. So you want to come down here? Yeah, that would be... Fence. That's ideal to get where we don't have to fix fence. That's somebody else's job and not fucking mine. Most you know, of it. I tell you what, one time ever in my life I enjoyed fixing fence. So I fucking I started working at Madison Field or Madison Lake Grazing Reserve there, Winfield. And uh, we had a month before cows came and I had a side by side. And my boss was a fucking drunkard, so We'd go opposite directions. He had a side-by-side. I had a side-by-side. Throw a fucking flat of beer in or a bottle of whiskey and some mix. And you'd go fucking fencing all day and bring a fucking speaker with you, you know, jam out some fucking tunes, drink booze, fucking fix vents, come back smashed, wake up, do it again the next day. I actually had a blast. Other than the time, I got fucking stuck. So I got stuck this one time. And I had fucking nothing with me except for wire and fence and stretchers. So I tried fucking pulling myself out with fucking wire and fence and stretchers. I was fucking drunk, so I fucking twisted a whole bunch of wire to the fucking hitch on the side by side, tied it to a tree, and sat there and fucking used the fence and stretchers. (laughs) Didn't work, but it was a good try. (laughs) Fucking genius. I mean, for effort. Dude, I would have done that. I would have tried it. Why not? What the hell else were you going to try? I got Brandon, why the like, fuck did you I, take yeah. a side-by-side out in that country without a fucking winch? Because he had cool. wire and fence stretchers. <laughs> Apparently. I got myself five feet in like two hours. <laughs> and then fucking Jeff come and found my gas. I broke that wire so many fucking times. Yeah, I can see myself trying that. I actually have a picture of that on my phone. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I was absolutely two sheets to the wind wasted. I don't know how much fence I really fixed that day. Oh, fuck. Oh, that beer is tasting off. Back there or what? What? Is that goats in the background? 
<laughs> you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> You're never going to live that one down, man. You know, I blame Kevin. Like, I blame Kevin for everything else. That was idea. That was it. Hey, I got this girl and she's got a friend. I didn't really know what she looked like, buddy. It was a Tinder special. Well, hey, you're not the one who got cuddle raped by a big Indian girl, so. I tell you what, a hole was a hole that night. I had a fuck to go for a hole. <laughs> See, Tuffy, I'm not the one that brings it up. All- <laughs> here, we, here, here we go again. <laughs> Sorry, Tuffy. You fucker. I'm going to have to start laying guidelines down. <laughs> you should fucking know better. It's me, man. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Tuffy wants a podcast with all of us, and we all keep messing it up. And Tuffy's just gonna, be like, okay, we can't have a podcast with all three of them. We gotta do podcasts with separate guys and separate times. <laughs> just don't bring up goats, and we're all right. He gets all wound up every time he gets a goat. <laughs> well, people listening to this podcast, they're probably like, "What the fuck." <laughs> Just kidding. He doesn't do goats. He does the sheep. <laughs> he does the sheep. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, we all have sheep. our kinks, right? You know what the difference is between. Ah, oh, they're like. <laughs> 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 We're trying That's to be serious for a podcast, fellas. So. Yeah, we're trying to be non-political too. Uh, Now I just want to tell the joke, but that's just terrible. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Just don't go there. Hey, it's really hard to because it's right on the like right. It's right there. You gotta think of something else. Something else is fucking dangerous. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. What is your guys' opinion of low-stress cattle operations? Like, what do you think you could do? Is there, like, a fine line? Should you do more? Should you do less? Should you just stress the cows out? Or what? You know? I mean, I think the day i think it's the cattle determine how they're handled like if cows are going to be good and you know not be fighting you and gonna float like i'll be as easy as i can be on them. but if they're gonna fucking charge and fight and break off and run well i'll be as hard on them as i need to be to get them to have a little bit of respect for you are you yep. talking about just in general or in the corral because that makes a big difference too. I'm talking in general, and not necessarily. I'm talking any. I'm talking every day, any day, all day. Now, I, I really think like if it. you're out in the field, it's you should kind of practice it because you know you can maneuver. You're outside, but we've all been in that set of corrals that is built like a jackass. Someone built it like a jackass. And cattle don't want to work through it. Probably the same guy that came up with a cat's ass. Probably. <laughs> you know, I really like the new methods nowadays, the low stress. You know, when you're in the corrals, you got to team pen the fuck out of them. You know, if you chase them for 30 seconds quick, 
then they get a break for the rest of the day. And the dark guns that they've invented, I really like that idea. Wait, who added Scott Fraser to this? <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I was, I was waiting for somebody. <laughs> you got a twisted... No? You know, because like, you don't need a shank bit? No, I ride low and flat. I'm headed to the Calgary Stampede. Oh, your horses are too broke for that part. <laughs> you know, Here, you have to take control of the cow. You can't just mirror it. Here, let me sharpen my spurs up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we we work where Kevin worked for this guy. I still work for this fucking lunatic, but retard. Sorry, was that voice? <laughs> <laughs> I picked up a case of Cooter's Banquet Day, so you guys are going to find out how I feel about my old boss. <laughs> oh, okay, just remember, we got to keep it like PG, man. Okay, okay, I'll be good, I'll be good. Said, guidelines, guidelines. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can push the PG-13, but we're still, we got to keep it. We can't be talking about R or triple X. God, this is hard for me. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think with low stress cow handling, I'll I'll let the cow make a few mistakes, but after like the third mistake or her breaking out of the group and running, like, okay, mistakes are over. Now I'm gonna turn the dogs on you. Part of it here is this outfit I'm working at now. The fella who owns it, like the owner himself, he also owns a couple auction markets. So we actually don't keep our own replacement heifers here. They're all bought in cows. A lot of cows that already have bad habits, right? You know, she's buffaloed somebody a couple of times, you know, no respect, jumped some fences, running somebody over, whatever it is. She ends up at the auction market and this guy buys her because she's still a viable aged cow that can have more calves. So now the cowboys are still kind of playing catch up to reteach that cow. So yeah, once in a while things get a little hot. Like today it got a little hot just cause you know, dealing with three cows, no respect, you know, two of them were real bad dog fighters. The other one kind of wanted to taff take my horse. So yeah, it got a little fast, but you know, there's always that point when they're doing what you want of pressure and release, you know, sit there and light a cigarette and just, let them kind of settle and eventually teach them that respect again. Oh, working for cattle buyers ain't that fucking bad. No, I I like it. It's fine. I don't have heifers. But so if I if I say that I hot shot at a cow in the eyeball today, am I an asshole then? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, literally, I think her eye got alive. She, I mean, she wanted to fight, so I thought she should have known I had the heart. Came at me, I hit her in the eyeball. And tell you what, it changed her, changed her whole demeanor down. I would say she got educated. Yeah, and that's yeah, that, and that's what like everybody looked at me and they're like, "That's not that's." I was helping a friend, and they're like, "Uh." That's not low stress. And I looked at him. I'm like, if she runs me over, that goes on your workman's comp, right? And they're like, uh, I'm like, she didn't run me over. 
what I tell people in that situation is I wasn't stressed. It was pretty low. Because I'm, I'm kind of a believer in an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth for, with cattle. I'm a believer in that, too. You know, another big mistake I well, see I that... quite often is people that are too dog happy. You know, like they they ruin a lot of cows by always sending those dogs. And pretty quick, you're just teaching those dog those cows to be dog fighters. Oh, that's the the one guy I was talking to. He goes, the best best way to move cattle is a dog with eye. And then this group of people say, if a dog with bite, if the dog doesn't have bite, it's going to ruin cattle. And I've watched dogs on both end ruin cattle and both end make cattle. I think it's the dog's handlers, not the dogs. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I used to think different. Until, you know, I started talking with status stock dogs there. And, like, he changed my whole way of thinking about dogs. And about, like, even how I was working dogs before. You know, I was fucking up a lot of cattle and I was fucking up a lot of dogs before I talked to him. And I talked to him. I'm like, wow, like, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, when you brought him on the podcast, he really opened my eyes to a lot of dogs situations as well. well after we talked about him last night it was actually kind of funny and after work today I was scrolling come across his stuff and he's got her figured out that's for sure like he knows what's up and I was like watching him and re-watching him and stuff trying to figure out how and what he was doing and stuff and it's pretty cool how in-depth he's not just like training his dogs but training his cattle and all that the dude's freaking smart. Like, the dude yeah. is un- Like, there's good horsemen, there's good cattle, and there's decent, like, in my opinion, there's good dog handlers. And him, that, you can tell that is his, like, that, that's his, you know? Yeah, like, he's got it figured out when it comes well, and if you watch enough of his stuff, you'll soon realize, too, that it's not just dogs. Like, he's worked around the horses enough and the cattle. Like he just He's good all around. Yeah, he's been around enough and seen enough bad wrecks and enough shit that he knows how to control the situation at hand. And that, you know, he's just a hand. Yeah, I would like to... Honestly, I think it'd be cool hang out with him for like a week or something. Because I guarantee it, he would be the guy you'd probably walk away with. Not maybe the most information in the whole world, but you'd walk away with the greatest information. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Oh, I, that makes total sense. And I think that's what is so cool about him is I, he, I don't think. And I don't know him, so I might way out of turn. He'll probably like find me on fucking thump me or something. But like, like I said, he might not give you the most information, but he'll give you the best information, and he will make sure it's right. You know, and I think that says more about him than anything. Yeah. Maybe tell me how to. 
fix my cast iron pan too. What's wrong with that? Well, some guy, not going to mention any names here, decided accidentally to let uh, his stove on, and uh, it went from nice and seasoned to we got a rusty old hunk of metal over here. I'll just reseason the Kent. It's not hard. Problem Dr. Is, Brandon, he's a good little housewife. The problem, the problem I'm having is there's flakes of metal chipping out of it. So here's what you do. Oh, you go fun. down to your shop and you get like a little hand sander, like a little electric hand sander, and stand that bitch down and then get it back down to bare metal and then reseason it. Easy. I'm afraid if I took a hand sander with it flaking as much metal, I would have a hole in my pan. You won't have a hole in your pan. Hey, you know the other deal? Don't leave your stove on next time. Yeah, that, that always helps. I think that's the greatest uh, life lesson I will know today. Thank you, Sam, for that one. <laughs> Sounds like there's an easy way around this. <laughs> oh. Just saying. All good things come to an end. Well, maybe you got to go and buy a new pan. I think I'm just going to... There we go. Can't... Have you baking greased it yet? Got to keep... I tried cooking bacon this afternoon and found out I have holes in my pan. Yeah, throw it away. Go get a new one. Yeah, it's probably the best, best thing. I, I was hoping you guys would say, like, oh, just go to the welder and just start throwing on some nails and change... Hey, whatever. Well, I mean, you can try. Cast iron, so I know there's a trick to it. Well, if you take it right straight to the welder, it's going to crack and break. But if you post heat it, yeah, then let it slow, post heat it, weld it, and then bury it in a bunch of sand and let it slow down on its own, you might be okay. But you got to post heat it first. I know, that's what Dad said too. He said you can't weld cast iron. Like back in the day, they'd have to heat it up and then freaking. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pain. That's why I'm not a cowboy. Dad can figure out how to cowboy, and I can't figure out how to be a mechanic. Well, when I did my uh, scholarship to college and everything, I gotta have. I had to have so many credits, uh-huh. and I decided, well, I'm gonna probably drink and fuck off a lot. And the welding class didn't start until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And it was done by 4 o'clock. Then you went to rodeo practice. So I was like, well, fuck. Let's go to welding. You can get shit-faced all night long. Sleep in good. Go to class. Then go to rodeo practice. Then start all over. And I only learned a few things. Or you could just go buy a fucking new one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just dumb enough. I'm going to try welding it. Oh, hey, I hope it works out for you. I'll let you know tomorrow night on the podcast. Oh, there we go. Well, you're going to tell us you went and bought a new one. We'll, ha- we'll have, we'll, we'll start a new segment called Steve's I Can Fix It. It's going to kind of, what's that? 
what's that one guy? Um, You'll be like the new Bob the Builder. No, I'll be like <laughs> new Red Green, dude. Or whatever his name is. What's that guy's name? Red Green or something like that? Hey, dude, you don't make fun of Red Green. He's a fucking classic, okay? I'm not making fun of him. I'm saying I could be like him. Yeah, what? I'm pretty sure you can't use duct tape to fix cast iron. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think you're going to be more like Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> just just going to throw that out there. There we have it. You should probably just go buy a new one. Yeah. All this negativity. Is it for a new doctor? Well, we're here dude. for help. All this negativity. Just tell me buy a new one. Yeah, well, hey, you don't you're you're still gonna use it. Like Sam said, dog food dish. I'll just when I drop my pup off to Sam, I'll just give it to him. And he'll probably use it as a dog food dish. I'll probably use it as a dog food dish. <laughs> but hey, thanks, Steve. You're welcome. A dog comes with a dog food dish. What a <laughs> deal. Hey, Brandon, does my dog come with a dog food dish? Yeah, what about mine, Brandon? Does mine come with one, too? Fuck you guys, buy your own fucking dog food dish. Uh, but better... I want a cast iron frying pan. That's badass. Yeah. Hey, Brandon, you're going to just have to send some uh, Dutch oven shit, you know, some cast iron to Steve, to wreck it, Ralph. Then they can have their dog food dish. <laughs> there you go. Or, or I'll just disappear, and this will be my last podcast. I never have to listen to this negativity in my life. <laughs> that won't What's happen. Up? You'll miss this too much, Steve. The only thing I miss in this world is Jesus. I don't think Jesus misses you. Oh, crap. <laughs> Loves me. And this I know because the Bible says. Oh, speaking about the speaking about the Bible, guess what I watched on fucking Sunday, Kevin? Had to. Nope. I had to watch Monty Walsh. Oh. The new or old version? The Tom Selleck version. So the new version. I gotta find that on DVD. I can't find it anywhere. How about this? You send me a cast iron, I'll send you Monty Walsh, Tom Selleck, and Lee Marvin. Can Do I get to keep them? Do I get to keep the cast iron? Yeah, I don't cook on cast iron. Then yeah, fair trade. Deal. I'll I'll send it when Brandon sends that dog to you. <laughs> I don't need any more dogs. I can't even get rid of my puppies for free. Dude, I told you I'll take it. I just gotta get through my fall shit. Oh, I'm not worried about you. I still got four more other cut little puppies to get rid of. What kind of dogs are they? We'll send one to Brandon. I'll send one <laughs> to everybody on this podcast. Yeah, what kind of dogs are they? They're just border collies with oh, yeah. 
kid with a tid bit of hanging tree, but I think the hanging tree mostly bred out of them now. Yeah, I'll take one. I bet I could get a cheap rate if I sent more than if I could send three to Canada. I bet the rate would be the same. Well, you just figure out the rate, and me, Brandon, and Kevin will take a dog off you. Dude, I, my buddy's coming down to the finals. I could probably get him to Manitoba pretty easy. The, fuck yeah. Because Oren Larson's coming down for the national finals. I might be, able to, might be able to con him back in to take him some back to Canada. Is she you just, know Lauren? Yeah, I went to college with him. Fuck, he's a handy. His whole family's handy. His brother's yeah. a horse. I know his brother. Yeah, they're they're that that's they're good people. They really uh, are. They are good people. They're really good people. My sister in law is actually from Canada too, but she's from like I don't know, whatever the wherever the hell that is. They speak French. It's weird. Oh, uh, we don't talk about that part of Canada. That doesn't exist. They're like Snooty Salooty, Canada. Yeah. I'm getting political, Tuffy. I'm like just saying, we're, we're not talking about, about, about it. it. <laughs> but no, I might That's be able like... to get some pups. I'll have to talk to Orin and see if I can see if he'll take some pups back up. Yeah. Talk oh. to him and let me let us know. See what he's doing. I like Quebec, Ontario, Tuffy. Fuck off, Steven. <laughs> There's your answer, Steven. That's like asking if you like California. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to just come out and say this. I think California is a badass state. It's just the people who ruined it. Dude, just think the big earthquake comes, you're now in wine country. Bull crap. They're going to have a hard time growing wine and alkali. Um, not if the ocean breaks off or California breaks off. Dude, if the Cal, I think it's going to go. I, I'm pretty sure the Sierra Nevadas will save me from the ocean. You better have your water wings just in case. I'm just going to say it. Sierra Nevadas are going to save me, and I'm already 5,600 feet up in the air. Okay, whatever. I'm still sending you some floaties. <laughs> Further, make sure you unicorn deals. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say it. I want Hello Kitty arm floaties, okay? No, nah, oh, get I to the unicorn, the floaty unicorn deal. We can put a bronchrain on it. <laughs> Fair. It's it's probably the only thing I can ride. Speaking of that, are you coming to get on Bucking Horses, Kevin? When? Uh, I think the next one's fucking New Year's or gonna be. Oh, is that part of that deal you got on in Edson? No, this is a fucking big New Year's jackpot. Well, I have to see because I'm trying to save. Visit Rachel and Jordan and Burns Lake this winter. So. Rachel, like my calving partner this spring. I talked to her this weekend. <laughs> boyfriend invited me down to come stay with them for a while so i'm trying to save some time off to go visit them why the fuck would you go do that you want to go meet getting... jordan that's what you're thinking hmm? 
You're not getting a threesome if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> no, I just want to go visit them. Rachel said she'd line me up a cute neighbor girl. Hey, dude, you're thinking with the wrong head. I was speaking of that. So on Saturday, I met that single bridesmaid <laughs> of Wade and Katie's. Yeah. Remember that night when we were fucking loaded over there at Wade's and I locked myself in the truck? Yeah. Or anyway, that fucking single bridesmaids that you called dibs on. Remember, you were like, fuck you, Brandon, dibs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I met her. She's a liberal. You can have you her. Can have I, that my, dibs dibs. Is out. my dibs is out. You can have her. Well, I, did, didn't Wade send you a Snapchat of her? That's who that was? Yeah, we were sitting there joking and laughing about it because Wade told her. <laughs> and then she was like eyeing me up in front of Kaylee. And then I was like, I'm good. So on other notes, did anybody rope anything today? <laughs> I did indeed. Nice. What'd you rope? Um, we roped a cow and doctored it. There you Maybe go. Not the most ethical way of doing it, but we won't go into details. And she got roped and doctored. That's all that matters. Well, there was no horses involved, but, yep. Did you do it in the truck? What's that? Did you do it with the truck? Oh, we did. Back of the back, back of the four-wheeler? Nope, but we did have a side-by-side. But we're not going back into this. <laughs> and then we went to the feed yard, and we roped there. Because who wants to run it through the chute to doctor? That's boring. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. Where's the excitement in life? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Dude, I don't I think there's not a day that goes by that I don't rope something. Be it it needs it or not, something has to be roped at least once a day. I uh, yeah. I wish we wrote more. Well, I mean, we wrote quite a bit through the summertime. I wish we wrote more now, but, I mean, we'll chase strays around in a bit. I mean, it gets bad enough. I make my kids run across the yard so I can rope and knock them down. There you go. I do that with my nephews. It's the funnest game ever. They fucking love it. It really is. They bounce up real quick. Yeah, I got to be careful with my one nephew, though. I can't just exactly just drop him. He starts crying, but the other ones love it. <laughs> Dude, all I have is girls, and everyone's like, "Well, what are you teaching your girls?" I'm teaching them to be tough. Worked for this old farmer last summer calving cows, and I was at his branding. And the one daughter was like 17 or 18. She brought this boy, and the old boy was kind of eyeing this kid up, kind of sniffing around his granddaughter. And we get first calf on the table, and this old boy goes, "Jenna, come here. You're gonna run the knife." And she cut calves all day long. We did like 200 calves. And he gets, we get done. And he looks at this boy and he goes, you know, I don't have to worry about you laying a hand on my granddaughter because we won't even have to come. She knows how to deal with you all by herself. And this <laughs> kid turned 17 different shades of white. Looked like he was going to throw up on his shoes right there. Oh, yeah. I was a little punk ass kid in high school. Asked this girl out to prom and everything. She was quite a bit older. And the dad, he knew damn good and well. I was a typical teenage boy. I, you know, I didn't have any good intentions necessarily to prom. 
He goes, hey, Clark, why don't you come look at this horse I got out here? And I fell into it. I was like, all right, let's go look at it. He gets out there and puts his arm around me. He goes, you know, whatever you do to my daughter tonight, I'm going to do to you when you bring her back. I didn't dance with her a single time. <laughs> I was scared because he would have done it. Let's <laughs> everyone ask me, well, you have four daughters. How's that going to work? Don't worry about it. I got it figured out. Yeah, I say hope I don't have a fucking daughter. Between, between me and my buddy Eddie, she's not going to want to date anybody. It'll be too fucking embarrassed to bring a boy home. I mean, Brandon, if you have kids, they're going to be the hardiest hell-raising little bastards ripping this face in the fucking earth. Yeah, I think it's bad. Yeah, it will be. I guess let's fucking help that they don't let me breed. You know, that's what I always said. And then uh, God uh, gave me four girls, and I'm like, oh, fuck, payback is a bitch, huh? Payback <laughs> is a bitch. God is punishing me for all the hell I raised. That is for sure. Yeah, it's like a little nervous these days. I'm like, man, I don't need a kid. <laughs> like, it's going to be bad. It's not going to be fair to the kid. <laughs> oh, kids are good, though. Oh, they are. I got one running around. Hey, Kevin, what do you, what would you think if there's a mini-me running around? That poor kid's going to get treated like a fucking biting healer dog. <laughs> also, I'm going to fuck with your kid so hard. My kid's going to beat the fuck out of you by the time he could walk. <laughs> don't, don't kid yourself. My kid's going to be running around and I'm going to teach him how to fucking scalp people. You would do. No, I would. Never mind. Your kid's your kid is gonna be a biting little healer dog. <laughs> you're gonna go to somebody's place and your kids are just gonna be running around there like, like Brandon, call your dogs off. Oh wait, never mind. Brandon, call your fucking kids off. Snapping and yelping. <laughs> Yeah, Brandon will be sitting in his kitchen drinking coffee and he'll hear a bunch of snapping and yelping and he'll just go out and his kids will have some yearling heifer by the fucking ear with their own teeth. <laughs> no, they'll probably be telling the wife that because he'll be out there with the kids. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Come by. Come by. <laughs> well, it was funny last summer. My ex there, she fucking, she near whooped me. I didn't even really realize I was babysitting my two little nephews for a couple of days. And and uh, I was taking them to a buddy's place where they were bucking bulls and we were going to go have some beers and whatnot. And, and uh, I opened up the back door and I looked up and was like, load up. And uh, Bailey's like, they're not your fucking cow dogs. I was like, like, well, I don't know. It's the same shit. Just fucking get in. 
Just kidding. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was kind of fun. My one nephew got in a, almost got into a fight with the other parent's kid. The other parent's kid was like devastated. I was high fiving my nephew and cheering him. Brandon's laying bets down. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you got her, buddy. Just go get him. Yeah. Runs land bats down twenty bucks says my nephew to take your kid. Oh, it was super bad. Last summer was the last summer or the summer before. So my four nephews, they live in town and they're town kids. And uh they're tough little bastards though. But they all stick together like a little gang, like a little pack. Like if one's fucking fucking up getting hurt, they all the other three are about to fucking ruin your day. And uh, well, anyway, I was I was driving through Ackville, and I stopped at the liquor store to pick up a case of beer and a whiskey because I had a buddy over. I just got done checking pastures for the day, and my all four of my nephews come running over from the skate park there in Ackville. They seen my truck trailer at the liquor store. They're like, "Oh, that's my uncle, right?" At the liquor store. <laughs> And uh, come over, my nephew Roger, he's fucking crying. And my nephew Nash, he's crying. And Jace is trying to get out words. And Wyatt's trying to get out words. And, and I'm fine. Well, they come right in the liquor store to talk to me. They didn't give a fuck. They come right in. And uh, I was like, okay, like, calm down. Like, what's fucking, what's going on? And then uh, Nash was finally like, well, this uh, high school kid stole fucking Roger's scooter and fucking hit him with it and throw, threw it over the fence and they won't let us fucking play. And these kids are like 17. And my and my oldest nephew is 8. And uh, I was like, alright. So fucking again, I was like, well, I'll get in the fucking truck. So I cracked the beer and drove over there. I still had my shotgun my boots and spurs on. Fucking walked over there. I was like, which one of you fucking cunts has got this fucking scooter? <laughs> and they're fucking just shaking. Like, three ran away. And two stood there just shaking. I was like, I recommend jumping the fucking fence and getting that fucking scooter and giving it to my fucking nephew before I hit you with it. So he fucking jumps the fence, gets the fucking scooter, gives it back to my fucking nephew, and then my nephew started playing around, and I was like, hey, you guys can fucking share the skate park, otherwise I'm coming back. And uh, anyway, my nephew Roger fucking cuts this kid off on his bike and then gives him the middle finger, and my nephew Roger was four. (laughs) They were like, fuck you, my uncle's here now. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want to (laughs) do. I was like, Jesus. That might be the funniest story of my nephew ever. I still loved it, though, how they knew I was at the liquor store. (laughs) They knew where to find help. (laughs) That's awesome. We're just going to run. We're going to run over to the LC and get somebody. You're going to be sorry. Don't make us go down to the old Piggly Wiggly. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. Just fucking scoots by him and gives him the middle finger. Hey, just this four-year-old kid. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's my nephew right there." There's, the, the, there's, there's a proud Brandon. 
Yep. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I loved it. My one nephew, he got in his first fist fight at school. He was like, I don't know, he would have been 12, maybe, or 13. So anyway, I was over at their place having a beer like a week later. He had this kind of diner and his cheek was bruised. And and uh, his, his mom's kind of a bitch. And anyway, she was fucking telling me about this and whatever how he needs better role models in his life. And then she walks out of the room and my brother and I both look at him. Well, did you fucking win or did you not win? And then he was like, well, I didn't win. And then we're like, well, next time you're going to fucking win. Right. And anyway, my brother's wife walks back in and my brother and I got a dirty shit kicking from a little redhead. <laughs> I was fucking running out of the house. I left my cowboy hat in the house and my boots. That'll happen. You don't fuck with a redhead. I don't care who you are. No, they're 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 a different breed. They're a different breed. I think you're better off kicking a grizzly in the dick. Yeah, you probably have better odds of survival. What is that saying? Red dating a redhead's like the three hundred dollar kill pen resource. It might kill you, but it's one hell of a ride if you can stick it. Hopefully you're around to tell the story. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> PG, Captain PG. I've been I've been trying my best. I that's pretty PG. We're pushing the thirteen, but it'll work. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're pushing it, but we're still good. Well, that was PG thirteen for me when I was thirteen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell does Steve end up going? I don't know. Did he have to I go to bed. Left, and then I sent him another request to join, and he he hasn't been back. He's probably trying to make his own. He's probably <laughs> trying to fix that damn pen. Yeah, fucking. He needs to realize that. You know, just some of the ideas he gets. I love the guy, but some of the ideas he gets, you're like, dude, what? And he's like, no, no, man, it'll work. And you're like, okay. He's a goofy bugger. Oh yeah, he's lots of fun. We uh, we hired a guy here a while back that worked with him when he was up in Lidor, and some of the stories it was awesome. And then I found out he was working for a guy I used to work with, and found out I was related through marriage through my wife. So I hear from them all the time, and I'm like, he fucking did what? They kept on telling me, yeah, he, he wrecked a dirt scooter. Yeah. What? A dirt scooter. I looked at him like, what the fuck is a dirt scooter? A four-wheeler. Oh, okay. Oh, he's a good guy. He's fun. Oh, yes. Kind of as we're doing podcast here, I'm kind of fucking just scrolling through Facebook in front of the gas station here. You know what pisses me off is these guys that claim they're a bronc rider or they claim they're handy with a bad horse so they can ride a bad horse and they get a bad one in that wants to buck and all they want to do is tear his head off right to left and spur him in the side. 
Like, if you claim you can ride a bad one, let that horse get to it. Who does that sound like, Kevin? I never claimed I can ride a bad one. <laughs> Remember that day I fucking ripped a new one off Victoria? I was oh, like, oh, I let you make fun of me, but yeah, no, that's who that sounds like. I was like, I was like, hey, if you're gonna rip that fucking horse's head in and spur its outside rib cage, you fucking pitch that cut to the fucking head and get after it and quit being a coward. Yeah, like I'm no broke rider, and I'm the first one to admit it. I'd rather change my horse's mind than let him buck me off. Because I just can't flat, I just can't ride one that bucks me off, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. And the ground hurts when you hit, and nobody will pay my bills if I'm crippled. See, that's what I was about to say. I'm just getting too damn old. That shit hurts now. Yeah, and I'd rather, you know, change your mind, move your feet a little bit, than have to put on a drunk ride. But these these young fuckers <clears throat> that you see, and oh, I'm a ho- I'm a horse trainer, I'm a colt starter, and I can ride a bad one. And they post a video of them riding a bad one, and they're spurring him in the side and jerking his head left and right. And oh, he wants to buck me off. He didn't want to buck you off. He doesn't know what the fuck you're asking him to do. And if you're such a handy son of a bitch on him, give him his head and get after it. Like I said, too many guys that you know they read too many Western horsemen's and watched too many bad Hollywood movies and think that be a cowboy now. Yeah. And I mean Facebook and TikTok and all this shit. I mean, you see some cool shit on there and see some cool gear, nice shots, and some guys actually, you know, step on a fresh horse. And just kind of let them do the thing and stick it out. You know, that's all fun to see everything. But everybody sees that and they're like, oh, I can do that. Dude, you know where I've come in life right now when it comes down to a fresh horse? And I'm pretty confident in my abilities of where I'm at. Like, I don't really, I'm at that point where I don't need to prove anything to anybody. You know, I, if I'm not as handy as some and, I'm handier than some, you know, it, it just depends. But if it's real fresh, I will tell you, I'm, I'll be up. I'll fucking lunge that fucker in a, two ways, you know, two circles this way, two circles that way before I get on. If, yeah, it, I, don't if I don't land on top of my that. fucking head again, you bet your ass. Yeah. That shit just plum hurts these days. It does. It doesn't feel very good. Like I said, I'm not the handiest guy out there. I'm really not. But I try like... Yeah. Oh, I'm the same way. Like, I'm not very handy. I get by. I get the job done. But I, I will, you know, like you say, I will lunge a horse around, you know, just to take that edge on. And once I'm up there, you know... It's kind of, it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to chicken shit and cower away from it once I'm up there. But if I can prevent it before I get up there, eh, shit, why not? Oh, exactly. I mean, when I was, a, when I was younger, I was like, oh yeah, look at this puss. He's, he's lunging his horse around. Yeah, I'm not that guy anymore. 
No, and I look at every horse that I ride now is what the horse can teach me and how good I can make that horse. I don't want to put holes in my horse. Like, I want to make the best horse I can. I don't want to make a horse full of holes. You know, I was talking to the guy I work with here. This job is, I mean, he's a good dude. He's a good guy. That's some hellacious, you know, rawhide braiding and stuff. And he goes, you know, some of the best mold to the horse instead of making that horse mold to them. Yeah. You know what's easier? Get, you know, making that, you know, 1,200 pound horse mold to you or making that 150 pounds mold. I mean, either way, you both, you know, it's give and take and you both have to mold, but it's easier if you can mold to the horse and go together. Oh, I agree. And that is definitely something that I still struggle with, you know, and it's just like going back to the dog deal. You know, I don't care how long you've cowboyed and how long you've done this. Every time you get a new horse and you step on it, you learn something. Oh, and if you don't, it's time to quit. Yeah. You know, it's just like every time you get a new dog, you learn something new. Yeah. And, you know, once we get it stuck in our heads that we've learned everything and, you know, we know everything is, you know, that's going to be the time you get hurt the worst. Like, because something's just going to wreck your fucking day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you probably look back and you think about the times where you really got screwed up and hurt at work or whatever, handling a horse or a cow, if you really think about it, those are probably the times where you're like, oh, no, I got this. And you, you went into it not really thinking that there could be a bad outcome. Yeah. I mean, not always, but nine times out of ten, we're probably just a little too comfortable. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. I think, you know. I think the same. It's, you know, you get too comfortable with something. Eventually, something bad's going to happen because you're just going to be too comfortable. Yeah. And go, oh, that's not going to happen to me. You know, I'm good enough that that's not going to happen to me. And then once you get that mentality, it's going to happen. It's not a matter if, it's a matter when. Yeah, so that's what happened to me. I was fucking, I was a very confident young individual. And I didn't think a fucking horse could hurt. I've seen more bad guys, I've seen more guys get hurt by being too comfortable than, you know, taking that. That hint of caution. Yeah. yeah. I'm a lot different now than I fucking was three years ago. But at the same time, I make better horses now than I did four years ago. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, back then I didn't really give a fuck on anything because I, I was 
confident or good enough to fucking ride it, or thought I was anyway. And a lot of the time, I fucking was. <laughs> and then you didn't really teach the horse fuck all year, just bailing on him and kicking him in the guts and then fucking bronking it out of him because it was kind of fucking fun unless you were hungover. Yeah. And now it's not really a lot of... Well, it's still fucking fun, but... It's not fun when you get bucked off. Fuck. No, it's not. It hurts a lot. And I don't like it anymore. No. Well, boys, we've hit dang near two hours on here, so I'm going to turn you loose and call this one good. God, no, it's good talking to your fellas again. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And we're going to do this a lot more. And uh, stay in touch, boys. Sounds yeah, good. for sure. Thanks, Bird. Not yeah, a problem. You guys are always welcome. Sweet. Sweet. Alrighty, boys, you take care, and we'll chat at you later. Right, yeah, bye. talk to you later. Bye.